Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functioning Autoimmune. We have another fantastic guest on the show today, so I'm so happy that you're here with me. With me on the show, I have Dr. Romy Mushtaq. She is a neurologist, creator of Brain Shift Protocol. She's an author, a speaker, so, so many other things. The list could go on, but I'm going to let us talk to her first. Thank you so much, Dr. Romy, for being here with us today and for sharing your story. Oh, Brandy, it's an honor to be here with you, and I don't take any of our listeners times for granted and really trust that there's a reason they were meant to tune in to hear both of us talking today. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, so true. Um, I want to let you tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, you have the the brain shift protocol and you talk a lot about busy brain and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into that, that mm -hmm. line of work and what made you interested in that. Randy, you know, it's a, a personal journey, like I think so many of your other guests that you've had on the podcast and so many people listening, it's, I was just in a success driven led life with goals. And, and I still am as a doctor and an entrepreneur and C-suite executive, but what was really bothering me, I want to start with this was I am a doctor. And I entered neurology at a time where less than 5% of the brain doctors in America were women. And I was doing cutting edge research on the role of women's hormones in the brain as it pertained to epilepsy, sexual health, you know, our whole hormonal cycle. And I remember reading going, good God, I've never had a regular menstrual cycle my entire life. Yeah. I think this is a thyroid problem. And I went to the doctor, you know, I'm in academic medicine. They were all men and they just checked like a TSH and T3 and T4 and told me I was fine. And yet my hair was falling out in chunks yeah. and I was having difficulty focusing and getting anxious. And I share candidly in my book, the busy brain cure, the struggle I had with fertility and the shame it brought that not only was I now burning out of my career, despite outwardly looking incredibly successful as a doctor, as a researcher, as a teacher, but I was struggling in my personal life and health and the burnout led to life-saving surgery, a humbling lesson to me that chronic stress can cause disease and kill you. And I should have known better. I'm a doctor. And you fast forward to today where I went back and got additional board certification in integrative medicine after an integrative medicine doctor helped me, um, you know, similar to functional medicine and decided that our jobs and workplace is no matter what industry, even outside of healthcare yeah. are harmful to our health and the chronic stress can kill us. And I've been researching it now for the last six, seven years, uh, work with fortune 500 companies as a consultant and keynote speaker. And I'm a chief wellness officer for a global hospitality company. And that led me to realize that like, I had to struggle through my mess so I could help anybody listening with theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think so many of us are driven to what we do or the passion that we have because of our own journey. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's so interesting that a lot of times, when we're in healthcare ourselves, you know, a, a respiratory therapist for 13 years, you know, I also felt like I knew the human body really well. I thought I knew what it meant to be healthy. And then when my health went 
downhill. I was like, what do you mean? I know how, what I'm supposed to do. So it sounds like the kind of the same thing happened to you where you're like, I know what's supposed to be happening here and why is it not? And that's such a frustrating place to be. You know, I will say looking back, I may know, but if I had to be honest with you, when I was in it, I was just pushing. Yeah the pressure of academic medicine and being like one of the only women faculty members. And it was this chronic sleep deprivation that I knew was hurting me, but I felt like I had no choice. And I, and I, at that point I was a single woman. I'm the only person taking care of my mortgage and expenses. And by the way, I loved my job. Yeah. I loved caring for my patients the way you do did yours. And, um, I was just struggling to keep up. And I remember slipping into this dark hole and looking around going, is anybody else struggling or is it just me? You know, this was before we talked about mental health and burnout in the workplace. Yeah, It just wasn't kosher to talk about it. Now the pendulum has swung to your point. Yeah. And now I think the opposite is happening, not only in healthcare, but in all the companies where I go to speak and consult, where people are like, who isn't stressed out, Brandy and Romy? Like everybody is burned out. We still have to go to our jobs, whether we like it or not, to pay the mortgage and take care of our kids or our elderly loved ones as caregivers. And so here we are. And I wanted to understand and research what was going on and come up with a solution because I don't want anyone else to feel like they're alone in that dark hole without hope the way I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. I love what you're doing. And you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, your book, The Busy Brain Cure. So I want to talk about that for just a minute, because what exactly is the busy brain? What What do you mean by that? How do we know if we have one, which I assume we probably all do, but what exactly does that mean? You know, I want to start by saying this in the world of traditional neurology and psychiatry, we got it wrong on, on two fronts that we are treating um, adult onset attention deficit disorder and anxiety and insomnia as three separate diseases. Mm. What I have seen in the last six years is that when somebody has chronic stress on the path to burnout, there's a particular pattern of inflammation, neuroinflammation in the brain that leads to this triad. And here are some of the symptoms for your listeners. Are you getting up every day thinking, girl, Randy, I am listening to your podcast and I'm not listening to Romy Drone on unless I have a a venti latte. And I'm going to tell you both it was a venti latte, but it was also a few energy drinks that I chugged on top of it to get through the day. And then I'm low-key anxious and there's multiple browser windows open on multiple screens and I'm double checking a phone or an iPad at work too. And you're anxious. And something that like a three minute task, like me emailing Brandy to get on her calendar to talk is now taking me 37 minutes and I can't focus and everything feels urgent in my brain and I can't prioritize. So I keep chugging caffeine and I'm like, okay, I listened to Brandy and Romy on that amazing podcast today. I'm going to go home and stand on self-care, but you can't shut off your workday when you get home. Mm-hmm. You need a glass of wine or three to take the edge off, or maybe a prescription sedative, sleeping pill, no judgment. Yeah. Medicine has done that to to society. We are addicted to stimulants all day and sedatives at night. Mm -hmm. And then you put your head down on the pillow and there's 72 warring conversations going on in your brain. And the critical things aren't even coming. It's the small things like 
uh, me doing this podcast interview right now with Brandy, y'all aren't seeing the video. And I just had dental work done going, oh my God, half my face is swollen, you know, <laughs> on the podcast. And that's the ruminating thought that's robbing you of sleep at night, which yeah. you know, my sister Brandy doesn't even care, you know? Um, and if you were watching the video, you wouldn't have noticed until I pointed out, but like something so minuscule from your day is robbing you of your sleep. Yeah. That's a busy brain. Yeah. And, and it sounds so familiar. I, I know for sure for myself, you know, luckily not every night, but there are definitely nights where I lay down and there's, there's a monologue playing of things that happen or that need to happen or yeah. to-do list that needs to be checked off. And I think we probably have all experienced that at some point, if not frequently. Or, 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 and then we get up and say, let me knock out a few emails on my phone. That's by, by the bed. And then ding, a notification comes on and somebody tagged you on Instagram. And then you get lost in Instagram for the next 92 minutes. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's what it is. We, we are robbing our ourselves due to busy brain. And this isn't what I know being in corporate America and working with professional athletes and high performing professionals like you and I, and people listening to this podcast is girl, ain't nobody want to be told to just eat berries and breathe and everything is going to be fine. We need a solution, a tangible solution. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like most people, we usually want, like, give me, give me a list of things to do and, and then I'll do them, but I just need to know what they are. And I yes. think that's where a lot of people are. Yeah, and that's exactly why we designed it. I was sitting in the pandemic and my business, like so many other entrepreneurs had to completely shift in operations yeah. instead of flying around the country, working with executive teams and keynotes on stages, we were virtual, but it gave me a chance. So if you're wondering like, how do I have a busy brain? We will put the free link here and uh, Brandy's show notes, and you can find it for free. We 17,000 people took the busy brain test. It's a neuropsychology wow. back. And that started to give me the research and insight into what are people's brains and physical health doing under chronic stress. And you get a score. And if you're above 30, it means, whoa, you need to come into the protocol. Mm -hmm. So then I had time on my hands because like, I, I wasn't really enjoying my Netflix subscription. And now I'm home and I'm like, what do I do? My dog and I are staring at each other. And I started to look into the psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology literature. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are the simple micro habits we can give busy people to do to cure the busy brain? And here's the best part, girl, without going on a diet. Woo you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year, no diet. <laughs> and here we are, it's New Year and you don't have to worry about the diet. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You know, diet is actually a four letter word at the Brain Shift Institute and People ask me why, and it's two reasons. Um, listen, I don't want to kill your joy. If you are listening to this podcast and you are slaying it with meal prep and you're on a protocol or a cleanse and it's working for you, you go girl, mm -hmm. right? But what I know from the psychology literature is doing that cleanse or that diet is actually raising stress hormone levels and disrupting our circadian rhythm and hunger cycles in the brain. That's why you go back to reverting craving sugar or gaining weight when the cleanse is done and not being able to make a quote lifestyle change. I mean, yeah. Brand, girl, I fly about 150,000 domestic US miles a year. So do a lot of people I serve, right? Mm -hmm. You tell me, can you strict 
stick to a strict ketogenic or intermittent fasting protocol when you're crossing time zones and you have to sit at important breakfast or dinner meetings with clients and you can't be telling the waitress in front of an important business client, okay, I'm eating gluten-free, dairy-free. I need five times the amount of fat and protein on my plate. Do you have raw ghee in the kitchen? Can you call the chef out? Like people can't do that. That's not yeah. the real world. Yeah. <laughs> And that sounds very stressful. Like you just explaining that conversation sounds stressful. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the other thing that I want to say. Um, I'm so glad you're studying uh, and, and almost at your PhD in integrative nutrition and functional medicine, because I hope you'll, you'll be a part of this change. I want to tell you, not only as a woman who comes from a diverse background, but as a chief wellness officer that serves a global diverse workforce, most of our nutrition plans mm -hmm. are, do not account for inclusivity. Yeah. And I can't, I don't want to take away people's comfort food, not stress eating, but comfort food, the food yeah. that gives you joy because it's tied to a religious holiday or a core a memory of joy from your family or yeah. the state or country you come from or your ancestry like I find that's an area of growth and that's why I had to create a protocol where comfort food was allowed we were going to stop the stress eating and you ain't going on no diet <laughs> I'm a big proponent of that and I'm always the just eat the girl cookie like just eat the cookie girl I said that backwards yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes that's what you need in the day. Like sometimes that one cookie is going to get you from, I'm going to lose my mind to, I can get this project done. And if that's the case, eat the dang thing. Like who cares? Move past it. Let me, let, let's talk about stress eating versus comfort food, right? Yeah. I have, I, I serve on the national board of directors for Girl Scouts USA. Yeah. I have my favorite Girl Scout cookies. I will schedule eating the Girl Scout cookies, especially with a troop that has hidden a box of the gluten-free cookies for me because they know Dr. Romy is coming by the booth, right? Yeah. Um, and I will eat it with joy. Or I want to give the example of how many parents are going to be celebrating birthdays and your child has a cake or cupcake. Don't be making a face in front of your child that just blew out the candles and gave a special wish for their birthday. And you're like, Ooh, this is sugar and it has gluten and dairy in it. This is a bad cake. Like that's trauma for you and your child yeah. and the sacred memory of their birthday. Like schedule it. Stress eating is me opening that box of Girl Scout cookies and eating the entire sleeve. Yeah. To calm emotions. And when you go through the eight week protocol, the stress eating actually stops. And then once or twice a week, you're like, yeah, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to have that cookie or I'm going to eat biryani or, you yeah. know, what's your favorite comfort food? I'd love to know Brandy. I'd oh love my gosh. I have food. so many. I honestly probably could live on tacos, to be honest. That's yes. probably my my biggest like guilty pleasure. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So I don't want to call it a guilt anymore, yeah. right? Because comfort food shouldn't create a track of trauma or guilt or shame. And mm -hmm. in, in the thing, when I gave my keynote lecture last year to the American Counseling Association, this is the first and the only time I've ever gotten a standing ovation in the middle of my lecture when I talked about oh. this. Yeah. And so what, tell me what you eat on your tacos. Cause now I'm craving tacos, by the <laughs> way. My I'm mouth. honestly, I'm a street taco girl. Very simple. Just corn tortilla, whatever meat I'm having, usually chicken. And then uh -huh. just the, the cilantro and onions, like literally just the, the easiest street tacos. 
I want carne asada on my corn tortilla, right? Carne asada, yeah. <laughs> carne asada, right? But I, I don't want you to call it a guilty pleasure. That's your comfort food. And then yeah. schedule it, right? Whether it's taco Tuesday or you decide Saturday afternoon is taco Tuesday, like go for it, right? Yeah. And I want people to have joy because we do this on the eight-week protocol for the busy brain and people actually reduce belly bloating. Mm. They're happy. Yeah. They give up date night or a child's birthday party or taco Tuesday on a Saturday afternoon and they've dropped two to three pant or dress sizes. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I, um, I did a conversation with a couple of people around just kind of food and how often you think about eating. And what's interesting is people spend more time during their day thinking about food. <laughs> Even if you don't realize that you're thinking about what, what can I eat? What can I not eat? What can I have for lunch? What can I have for dinner? I can't eat that, but I really want to eat. That. Like it's a constant conversation you're having inside your busy brain. Like yeah. mine is, I, I don't know about you. I'm a single girl. So I'm like, Ooh, we're talking about tacos. I want to go and fix tacos in my house tonight, but I don't want to do the dishes. Like that's the conversation <laughs> I'm having, yeah. right? That's a busy brain when we're in the middle of a work day and I'm obsessing about dirty dishes that I haven't even made yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your, your busy brain cure book, um, I imagine gives some really great tools, tips, tricks, things for people to do to really try and combat their busy brain, get past that, get rid of that. And so what are some of the tricks in there just to kind of help people um, start working towards that? So it's eight week protocol and, mm -hmm. you know, buy a book for yourself and a bestie or, and give a copy to your doctor because the chapters five through nine have good stories of my mentors and leaders that were, gave me like guidance along the way, but it's all the science and just Take the busy brain test, step one, get your score and turn straight to chapter 10. And you literally face what is chronic stress mm -hmm. and a busy brain doing to your mental well-being and your physical health. Like yeah. you read in the opening stories, like I have digestive issues and I ended up with really severe achalasia that ended up in life-saving surgery due to mm -hmm. precancerous lesions and, and just really challenges, right? And so I want you to face that. Yeah. And then in week two of the protocol or chapter 11, we start by resetting the busy brain center, which is the limbic system of your brain and the hypothalamus, your circadian rhythm. And we have a seven day sleep challenge that you download and you follow along and you score. And we recommend a couple of key supplements there, which you and I can get into if you would like. And really we find most people after seven to 10 days of this are already feeling better. And wow. we reset not only your sleep wake cycle, but remember your circadian rhythm in your brain governs your immune health. So for everyone listening with autoimmune disease, it will govern your hunger and your hormonal health, like all 50 hormones, not just sex hormones, but everything. And the minute you start resetting that the stress eating stops or the excessive pain you're having will start to calm down. And that's step one that we say, and uh, then we build from there. So keep yeah. asking me. Questions and we'll That's keep amazing. I'm a huge proponent of sleep. And anybody who's been, who's listened to this podcast, been with me for a long time, you know that I say sleep <laughs> should be a top priority. I say it all the time. And so well, I think it's really great that you start there. It, it is. You have to, right? We, we found that in our research data, that even if your primary symptoms were joint pain, 
we had to reset sleep. And so we talk about sleep, Brandy, but then the hard thing is, is if you're in pain, if you're uncomfortable, if you're stressed out, just telling someone, please do digital detox tonight and go to sleep isn't going to work. So we actually have the steps based on cognitive behavioral therapy, CBTI for insomnia that are in that sleep challenge. And we recommend two key supplements, magnesium glycinate, as well as 5-hydroxytryptophan, 5-HTP. We find in clinical trials, that is one of the best ones to calm not only insomnia, but anxiety. And as always, please talk to a doctor or practitioner before you start these supplements. Uh, do not take 5-HTP, it boosts serotonin if you're already on a prescription antidepressant drug. So yeah. um, we give alternatives in the book to that. And that's the key is we want you to be, please don't take melatonin either. And so we want you to be on the right supplements to just reset the circadian rhythm and to help you do that with behaviors yeah. and right uh, supplements that have been studied in, in clinical research. Yeah, that's really huge because I know for people who do struggle with any type of sleep issue, whether it's insomnia or any, any of those, you know, a lot of times just saying, Hey, you need to get eight plus hours of sleep a night. They're like, sounds great. Yeah, sounds <laughs> but I great. Can't do that. <laughs> must be nice to be you Brandy and Romy yeah. eight hours of sleep. That ain't happening. Especially like, I mean, let's give a shout out to all the, the parents that are listening out there that may have very young children or newborn yeah. or if you're a caregiver to, I am a senior dog or elderly parents that will also wake you up in the middle of the night with their needs, right? Like yeah. it isn't possible, but that's why we have a system for that. Yeah, that's really great. I think it's such great advice to kind of help meet people where they are, um, especially when you can feel heard, like the way that you describe your book and, and what you guys have studied and what you're doing and writing and putting out there, the people who are struggling with busy brain, which is most of us, <laughs> when you um, are explaining that and how you came about writing this book, it kind of makes you feel heard. Like, oh, mm -hmm. you actually know that I'm talking to myself when I'm trying to go to sleep about things that don't yes. matter in that moment. And, you know, things like that. Yes. And that I've been there with you. And yeah. so have some of the most high performing C-suite executives and athletes I work with. And I think that's so important. I, I wish somebody had said this to me when I was in the midst of my crisis was, your brain is not broken and your mind is not a mess. And girl, hope did not depart your soul. Like we are here for you and let's take yeah. it one brain shift or one week at a time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's, it's so possible. I mean, yeah. it's so possible. And there's, there's so many, yeah. uh, like there's, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> there is. So the first four weeks of the protocol, you're resetting your sleep cycle and then learning to do add digital detox and how to take a brain pause. And then weeks five and six, we start biohacking your nutrition. Mm -hmm. So listen, if you're, if you're like me and you're like, we're going to have taco Tuesday tonight, or the other thing I'm, I was craving was Prata. Do you know what a Prata oh, is? I do. The fried Indian bread, like, yeah. yes. And I was like, we're going to eat that, but we give you the biohacks on how to handle it so that um, hopefully when you finish the first three, four weeks, the stress eating has calmed down. So you can schedule the taco or the prata that you want to eat. Yeah. And we still give you the biohacks so that you're calming the inflammation down in your body mm. and able to focus and not going on the uh, the kind of insulin surge and glucose surge in your brain when you combine a high glycemic food with caffeine. 
And that's what we're trying to avoid to do. So in weeks five and six of the protocol, we break it down for you. And that's the secret of why people get to eat comfort food and not go on a diet and fasting blood sugars improve by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. I love that. And I know everyone listening is thinking, okay, cool. Great information. Where do I get this book? <laughs> um, January 9th, it is being released globally where books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Waterstone, if you're in the United Kingdom listening, um, uh, you know, Apple Books, Target, Walmart, like a, a bookstore near you, an independent bookstore, um, Audible, it, it is there. And I, I really know and hope you will enjoy one of the stories, not only of my transformation, but of all the people who are gracious enough to share their stories of transformation. We tested the brain shift eight week protocol in a thousand people and several people stepped up and said, absolutely share my story. Um, so you'll read that. And you'll also read my journey of when I have a busy brain, the voices in my head are the judgmental aunties. And uh, <laughs> I, I think people will enjoy, oh, here's a busy brain moment and the voice of judgment that comes into all of us, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we probably all know her well. <laughs> yeah, yes. I have a whole community of them in my brain. I don't know about you, right? So, and yeah. and you'll see when you brain shift and calm down your busy brain, it's why I tell executives, especially female leaders, you don't need another book on confidence or healing imposter syndrome or setting boundaries. I mean, all those skills are important. You have to calm down your busy brain because then that inner critic, all those voices that are robbing you of your confidence or being able to set boundaries now shift. And, and the judgmental aunties in my brain turn to ones of wisdom and hope. Yeah, which is what we really need. <laughs> yeah, we need more of that in the world. That's why yeah. I love your podcast. I was listening to your episodes and I, it radiates from you, Brandy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I want to make sure that everyone, um, the book comes out January 9th um, everywhere. So you can find it anywhere and it's for pre-order. Is that correct? Uh, right now? Yes, it is okay. available and do pre-order before it sells out. And we have a lot of pre-order bonuses as well. Um, over, you know, $2,000 worth of gifts just to our entire community. So yes, absolutely. That's amazing. So if you're anxious and you want to get on that today, you can definitely pre-order. Um, if you don't want to wait until the ninth, um, you can do that. And then I will make sure and put the details and everything into the show notes so that you have that information. You can find all of that um, and you can easily find Dr. Romy as well. Um, in the notes, I'll put all of her information. And Dr. Romy, thank you so much for sharing with us today, your story, your journey, the amazing book that you are putting out there for the world and just everything that you're doing. I think giving people the freedom to learn how to release their busy brain is is such an amazing gift. And I thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for having me and for what you're doing in the world. And I look forward to um, working with you in the future. Now knowing that we both enjoy and and preach comfort food to our clients. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have to eat the good things, right? (laughs) Life is too short to wrap ourselves of joy. That's right. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And thank you everyone for listening and for joining us again. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, 
go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.